and action and welcome everybody this is bmp weekly episode 235 it is 5th of february and the dog is paying attention now uh, <laughs> yes okay anyway so <laughs> in the bmp weekly i always talk about the latest on microsoft 365 and the partner technologies like power platform and azure and this time and we always 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 we have few exceptions on that always typically have a visitor uh in the bmp weekly this time the visitor is today's guest is nico de Kleder. he is uh mvp from belgium he is uh actually newly um minted mvp for m365 he is a developer he's been a, a dev in the m365 space already for a few years and we had with him a great chat about where he comes from what he did over the course of years and where he is now so without further ado let's jump to the interview let's jump to the interview Cool. So let's actually get started. So welcome, Nico, on the BMP Weekly episode 235. Right, Valdek? Correct. Yes. 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 You're, you're, Prepping. you're paying attention. <laughs> yes. I double checked the number. Now, uh, so Nico, can we do a quick intro who you are and what are you doing for Lee? Um, I'm a Microsoft 365 developer uh, since 13 years. Um, I am from Belgium. Um, I have uh, a wife and two kids, two daughters, two lovely daughters. Um, and I started, as I said, 13 years ago as a Microsoft 365 developer. Um, and then uh, throughout the years, I developed into a technical lead role. And now since a couple of months, I started as a, a managing partner of a new startup. Cool. That's that's a lot of to untackle. So let's start with a 13 years Microsoft 365 developer. Microsoft 365 technically didn't exist at the time, so so that was a bit of a change, right? <laughs> that's right. I started in uh, in SharePoint on prem uh, with uh, with the well known farm solutions and sandbox solutions. Um, so a lot of challenges there. If you have any questions, have it help. So. 30 years back, right? So that is 2011, I guess. So yes. back then, what did yes. we have? Shipment 2010? 2010, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 2010, yes. Yes, that's correct. A lot has well, changed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was actually, I was looking for a job in, in, in Lotus and in, in uh, uh, no, in. I, I can't remember, um, but I was looking for a job in some, something else, but then the recruiter said to me, um, look, we're, we're uh, doing something like SharePoint. Are you interested in that? And I was like, what is SharePoint? <laughs> but I <laughs> but I said, okay, um, looks fine to me. So I jumped into it and uh, it was pretty cool from the beginning. Yep. Pretty challenging. <laughs> and it is actually so so uh for for anybody who's watching this as a bit of a newer person they don't necessarily know but sharepoint grew to be five to seven billion dollar product at the time and everybody was building basically insurance and corporation everything else was in sharepoint in, in because that was the on-premises the only portals, product portals. which was basically available in on-prem plus the dot-com sites because both me and Waldeck used to do dot-com sites in sharepoint which now feels like a Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, th I think so. So that got, got it was got a good product for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was introduced into in in Moss, right? In twenty yes. in two thousand seven, we got yeah because back then it was merged with MCMS. Correct. Correct. Right. So all of that was brought into one, and I mean, it made sense. Like if like from the IT point of view, if you had one system for all things web, correct, made correct. perfect sense. Yeah. And now we have then evolved this frac frac uh, fragmented cloud services. So many things to follow up on what's happening. So what are you what are you doing on the Microsoft 365 side? Uh, so focusing on a bit of there. So you transitioned from farm solution, obviously from on-prem to the cloud, as we all did. Or, as or have you? Learning. Or have you? Or have you? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have. Um, well, uh, a couple of years ago, I guess, five years ago, I evolved into the SPFX solutions so more in TypeScript and stuff um, and i must say i um, found it uh, much cooler to to do spfx solutions than to to make uh, farm solutions or um or sandbox solutions on prem so uh, that that really uh, motivated me to to do more to learn more and um, next to that i also um, sometimes make power app solutions or power automate solutions so a bit of a mix between those two yeah, 
and, and of course, the, the good thing about SPFX was the fact that it's finally industry standard. So it's not proprietary uh, programming models or anything like that, what SharePoint was. It's actually kind of funny to think about at certain moment of a time, uh, uh, SharePoint was the chosen one. And that what it meant was every single time people said that, what are we going to build? Uh, .com website. Yeah, don't go just IIS. Go SharePoint. SharePoint is the right way to do. Um, but it's always there's always the one chosen one, which we always push to. We as a Microsoft, we tend to like, I always chose the one. And then we say, this is now the hammer, which will fit to every single problem that you have. So, but again, so SPFX, I think was a, a for sure, it, it was a great step forward related on, you know, industry standard technology, all of that. Um, and then making all of those SharePoint developers to be aware of the web stack development models, um, MPMs and, and Node.js and all of that. And that's been an interesting transition without the, within the past uh, years. Uh, absolutely, right. And, and I wonder, right, so you experienced firsthand developing, you know, with uh, C-sharp.net, VS on Windows <laughs> for forms for the, uh, the uh, uh, and, and WSP. Um, how did you find the transition from that approach to node-based tooling, any platform, JavaScript, all the way? How did you find that? Um, it, it wasn't really uh, easy, I must say, because it was totally different from going from C Sharp to to Script and, and Node.js and stuff. Um, and the fact um, I didn't have the chance to to learn it from somebody somebody else, um, I have to learn it. Uh, for myself, um, so that wasn't really easy. Um, but I must say, once I got into it, um, I enjoyed it very much, and um, I, uh, I I got more energy about making um, SPFX solutions than I did when making uh, form solutions or uh, sandbox solutions. So it was yeah. a nice nice transition. Yeah. And it's always the good to, it's a great opportunity to reset the technical skill set and then being more broad and understanding that you have more, you know, demand in the ecosystem because of the skill sets as well, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I had the feeling that it brightened my, my, uh, my skills. Yeah. Well, I mean, like already you mentioned that you, like once in, in a while, you also build things on Power Apps. So you already mm -hmm. have a full stack where you've got C-sharp.net for server-side code used on in a, in a past, but, but, but obviously you still master the runtime, the language. Then you've mm -hmm. got JavaScript TypeScript, which you probably like from the SPFX point of view, you do, you do both. You do uh, server-side in a sense of the tool, tool chain, right? Which you mm -hmm. run like gulp tests and all that, but then also the client-side part to actually uh, reach out to requests and all that, or to, in, to APIs. And then on Power Apps, and you probably also, the things you build, you deploy them maybe to Azure. So you already cover like a full spectrum of technologies, True. only from that one thing, because you choose to build on SPFX or on M365. How, how do you experience that? And how do you learn that and stay on top of everything that you can do? Because it's a lot. Um, well, I, I learned it along the way, I must say, um, you know, the, the Microsoft 365 environment is, is evaluating uh, so fast um, that you kind of have to be uh, on the train with, with all the evolutions. Um, so when something new, com new comes out, I try to learn it. Um, so I did with Power, the Power, uh, Power Automate. But also with uh, with Azure functions, um, and and that's that's how I like to to to, to do daily stuff um, to have a very uh, bright spectrum of of all the things I can do, of all the things I can learn, because I don't want to focus on on one single single point. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. It's actually kind of that's just. Just a full kind of a small nuance, but the Azure Functions is a really good example of something which went completely through the you know ecosystem. Everybody is using Azure Functions because it's it's mm -hmm. by far the you know it's it's a building block which you cannot avoid almost unless you're doing web APIs and all of that stuff. But again, it's it's interesting how these things um, you know evolved to be cross industry usage um, as such. Uh, but again, that's a really good. Uh, journey line. Well, on the Power Apps, um, did you find the pre your previous background to be useful for Power Apps and did it help on understanding that or was it like, okay, so this is a completely new 
new model and new thing which I need to learn. Well, for me, it felt like uh, it was was easier to learn. Like for instance, uh, SPFX because it was low code slash no code, so you could uh, very easily make uh, basic things with 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 Power Apps. Um, so the the, the investment in, in learning was, was less less more, I must say. Yeah. But on the other hand, it, like you don't get as much control, you would say, or you don't even have the debugging experience. So like as a dev, you're used to, I can write code, I get IntelliSense, yeah. I can press F9, uh, set breakpoints, step to my, to my code. You don't get that on Power Platform, right? So what was your mindset there? Like, did you have to shift a lot or was like, well, shrug, that's the way it is. I just stick with that. Well, I must say you, you have less freedom um, in, in, uh, in Power than you have in, in SPFX uh, solutions, for instance. Um, but yeah, it, it just the way it is. Normally when a client says, I want to have something, uh, we go with, with multiple scenarios, uh, like an SPFX solution or a product solution. And based on what the client wants, yeah, we build it. Um, so it, we just say like, okay, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, another, another interesting thing you mentioned, and it's actually related a bit to uh, kind of the breadth of experience you've got uh, building on M365. You are a partner in a company, like you started a new company. Is it, tell, uh, tell us more about it. Like, what does the company do? Is it a consultancy shop? Do you have a product? And how do you, like, why did you choose to start a company in the M65 space? Um, well, for me, it was kind of a Not surprise. There's nothing wrong about that, just saying. No, 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 just, yeah, <laughs> just, just curious. <laughs> no, no, not really. um, well, a couple of months ago, there was something that asked me, are you interested in, in becoming a managing partner? And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> let, let us talk about it. And so we talked about it and um, yeah, the, the challenge is, is eventually the thing that, that got me into doing the managing partner role. Um, because when I was a consultant in, a, in, a, in, a, in companies, I always said something like, okay, that could be better. Or um, the people approach, which I uh, find very important, can be better and stuff. And so now I have the chance to, to do it my way, I can say, um, mm -hmm. to, 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 do, uh, to do for the people that they are happy at work and stuff. Um, so for me, that's, that was a, a challenge to take. Um, and so the company, it's actually a new startup from an, from an already existing company. Um, and we are going to focus on the Microsoft 365 stack. So Power, uh, Power Platform, but also SharePoint, Teams, uh, Viva uh, Governance, which is very important in, in many environments, and um, also Copilot. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> But okay, can you talk about a bit about that decision, you know, path and and uh, the? It seems like a pretty. You you were basically a consultant. You have a long term uh, historical background. All of that, everything is fine. And then you say, well, I actually want to be in a startup. Um, <laughs> and again, you talked about that. It's it's the the you want to show how it can be done, considering your thoughts uh, on doing that. But it's it's still a pretty big move uh, to actually yeah. start doing that. So. You have a partner, obviously, you have other people you're doing that with. Uh, what was the combination and what was kind of the, okay, okay, let's do this. Let's let's make this happen. Well, I noticed uh, in my career, uh, the last couple of years, uh, when I had the technical lead role, that I also had a very interesting interest in uh, people uh, management. Uh, so when people didn't feel, feel uh, good um, in a company or didn't feel good at home even, I was... Um, that, that attracted me like um, to talk with those people and to make them feel good. Um, so in, in that um, kind of thinking, that's something that evolved into, into doing what I do now. Um, and I had a couple of, of, um, of talks with uh, all sorts of people's, uh, people. And the, the last talk was with my co-managing partner, with, with Klaas Lauers. Uh, and we had a very good talk and, and it's it matched because class is something totally different than me. It's like, um, it's like uh, very direct and I'm more pragmatic. So that combination really, really attracted me to, to start our company. Yeah. 
And is he more like in the sales side or and you're the technical yeah. side or what's the okay, got it. Yeah, got it. He's more at the sales 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 yep. side and it's very good in it and um, that's really matched. Yeah. If you yeah. if you think about and you know that's a very 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 typical thing you hear a lot. Where do you want to be in three years with the company? Like, what is your ambitions? Like, like I don't, I don't know if 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 you know about the term like um, BHAG, big hairy audacious goal. No. You know, like you like you really like you know the moonshot. Like, where do yes. you want to be? Um, I want to have a, a team um, that is happy in what they do. Um, that they uh, come to work as happy people. Um, we want to have a team with people uh, that that stay because they are happy. Um, if they leave for another uh, for another role, that that's totally fine. But if they leave because they are unhappy, that would really make me sad. Um, so yeah, if I can choose in three four years, have a team with with um, a lot of happy people, shiny happy people. There's a song Shiny about it. <laughs> way back, way back. Way back. I should actually, is it okay? Maybe it is okay you actually clip that in this video. So, you know, yes. without. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Um, cool. So, um, and, and how the company has was established a few months ago, right? So you kind of a transition mm -hmm. to the new company. Uh, how is it? How, how's the start? Uh, you had some customers already queuing in. You had some questions already uh, and it will say spin-off <clears throat> on another company which probably helps as well so it's feeding yeah. work from yeah. that side that's right so um yeah that that helps that another company is is um uh, that's that's a spin-off from another company because if you have to start from scratch you have to invest a lot and stuff so that that doesn't uh that doesn't make it easy but in this case it's very cool um how does it um how is it now well as i said cloud is very good at sales because we have more sales than we have um consultants and stuff that's yep. a bit of a problem there yep <laughs> um, it's a positive problem this is positive problem right so it is positive it's very positive um but yeah it's it's not but i'm it, it's not always easy because you have to find people you have to convince yes. them um to come to work at at us at our company um, and in Belgium, there is something um, in the IT that's called IP ruling. Um, that's um, a rule that says that you, you, your, um, your wage isn't taxed for 20% or something like that. So people started to earn more, but now the government said like, okay, that's, that's finished. We don't do it anymore. So now people want to compensate that in wage. So that's also a new challenge um, that comes mm -hmm. along when finding new yeah. people. Yeah. So um, it's challenging, but it's really fun. I I, I have I go to to work uh, every day with a lot of energy, and I'm very happy. Um, so yeah, I like the challenges. Yeah. If we talk talk about the the things that changed few few months back, there's one more thing that changed. You became an MVP. That's right. <laughs> Tell us more about like how did come did that come to be, and what's changed, if anything. Well, um, I always said something um, like uh, share my knowledge. Um, that's something I, I always always uh, like to do. Um, as, as I was in a company, I always uh, shared my knowledge in in, in posts in Steam, like um, like a lot of long blog posts um, in Teams. But I always said something like, "What can I blog for other people? Um, I I don't have anything uh, to tell." But then a couple of years ago, I was at uh, Collab Days uh, Belgium, uh, where I talked to Elias Truff. Yep. And um, I talked to him about his blogging because he blogs a lot. And I asked him, yeah, why do you do it? Do it? And he said, like, it's for me, it's an archive. Uh, and, I, I, and I had something like, okay, that's a very good point of view. I will use it. Um, and I will also start to blog. And on the same event, I also talked to um, Milan and JC, who are two. Uh, maintainers of the CLI for Microsoft 365, um, and I always had interesting in, interest in um, in the open source projects from PMP, but I didn't uh, saw how I could contribute. But after they talked to me and they told about the CLI for Microsoft 365, I was something like, okay, let's try it, and so I did. Uh, and so I started to contribute and contribute, and um, and so I evolved from uh, someone 
to share this knowledge into blogging, uh, into open source projects, and now also into speaking uh, at events. So uh, that lets... can you talk about that? That's actually a critical piece on the on the what you're saying. Can you talk about that? You know that decision. What convinced you to contribute in open source? Uh, what, what what was the blocking factor of not being actively involved? Was it more like, well, I don't know how, and then somebody showed us like, mm -hmm. oh, that's easy. Well, done. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, it was it was like I said, uh, I, I didn't know how, but JC and Milan explained to me, and I, I, I take a good look at it. Uh, it was something like, okay, that's cool. And so I did my first contribution, and I was like, okay, that is um, easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> books. Um, but but I liked it, and I immediately did a second, and a third one, and a fourth one. And um, so, yeah, from there, I, I did the contributions I did. And of course, those contributions do count as, as when you get the MVP, the whole point of MVP is, is also people are evaluating a bit about how much people are contributing and sharing and all of that. And all of the open source contributions, community call demos, all of that counts uh, as a positive marker from there. Right, Waldek? Correct. I'm glad you, so, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm looking now at sorry. the BNP uh, or the CLF Maxo 3.5 repo, Totally, like, because I think, Nico, you are one of the most active contributors that we've got. There you go. In the last uh, three months, you are number three, <laughs> right? So from all the folks who contribute to CLF Microsoft 3.6.5, you are the third most active, which is Are, great, are you right? the most active one, Waldek? Just checking. Yes, but that's, <laughs> but that's you have automation not behind fair, it, right? Yes, because like, yeah, I, I get to merge stuff, so like my name get, get, gets attached to everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's really, really cool to see the, the, the amount of work and effort you put, put in. And it shows because it helps us build something for everybody else to benefit from, right? So, yes. so if you think about sharing your experience, that is a great way because that allows you to multiply kind of your reach. Like you yes. do one thing and that reaches mm -hmm. hundreds, maybe thousands of folks, right? Yep. Yeah. That's that's right. But it, it's mutual because I also learned from others uh, when I started to uh, to contribute to CLI for Microsoft 365 repo. Um, I didn't really know about unit testing, but the CLI uh, use unit testing for everything. So that's something I had to learn. And uh, when a maintainer reviews a, a contribution, a PR for me, um, then he also say like we can do better, this better, and this better. So it's mutual. You can learn from others. Yeah. Let 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 me. Uh, by the way, do a small adjustment. You are not number three in the last three months. You are number three ever. So if we look CLI all up over the last six years, you are third. That that's okay. a lot. That's not nothing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So thank you, Nico. Cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool, but but yeah, that that it's not a competition. Um, everyone that that contributes is, is a hero in my eyes. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, it only shows you know the amount of time and effort you put into it, and the fact that we really appreciate that because again, it helps us advance community, you know, and help people uh, achieve more. It sounds corny. You know, but it is exactly that. Like we raise the bar for folks so, you don't, so so that you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like we give you the wheel, we give you, you know, chassis, the whole car, just drive and go and do the things you actually want to do as opposed to think like, like how do I call that API? Like, don't worry about it. Let yep. us give you the baseline so that you can build upon it. Yeah, that's right. And obviously yeah. that applies to all of the projects and all of the the, the tooling what's it's available the same there. Thing, right? so yeah. it's, it's the same thing. It's actually pretty mind-blowing. I'm just watching the stats. We had 1.1 million views in the BMP GitHub organization in January. Just 1.1 million. That's <laughs> my... What are people doing? Exactly. <laughs> 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 uh, and more than 100, 116,000 unique visitors, which is a massive number as well, considering the fact that it's it's it, that's mind-boggling numbers, and these are much bigger than well. There's no, it's not a competition. So, but yeah, it's it's these numbers are out of the roof, um, comparing a lot of the other organizations. So it's good to see that the open source and community powered 
organizations are actually the ones where we have the most views and most actions, which is kind of understandable as well, because, you know, people relate on people. And, and that's that's something what we see within the social media, within the messaging. It's not about, you know, the corporate messaging necessarily. It's about mm. us. It's about human beings. So. Yeah, but I think I think it is important that, that you love what you do, um, because I love I love contributing to the CLI for Microsoft 365 and also other uh, repos. Um, but if you don't love what you do, you don't uh, you don't do it as much. True. As true. Yeah. And then you might, in a worst case scenario, try to you know burn out or whatever because you're you're doing that for the wrong reasons rather than for the good reasons so the right reasons yeah. right reasons <laughs> <laughs> true no now now i we now talked about bit about that mvp and these contributions but and uh, the the why uh, let me ask that one more time uh, why why are you giving away uh, your own free time for the benefit of others um, because this is a and i i'm I, this there's an interesting level of a regional and country level uh, contributions mm -hmm. there's a not going to go too much details, but there's a certain regions in the world where people are contributing more in open source versus in the others, and then there's a certain differences how people are behaving. What's in it for you? So what, what's kind of, you know, what's kicking, what's getting you back in the CLI for Microsoft 365 or for the SPFX web parts uh, and contributing back? It, it's just fun for me. I like it. It gives me energy. And, and for me, it's like just playing a game. It gives me the, the same energy back. Um, it's, it's um, do you say it's, um, yeah, <laughs> it just gives me, gives me energy. And I'm always the kind of person who likes to, to share uh, my knowledge, to share my time, because when I started my career, um, it didn't go very well because I didn't, uh, I, I, I was all alone. I didn't have uh, people who would uh, help me um, in, into learning, uh, become a SharePoint developer back then. Yep. So that mindset makes me always uh, kind of wanting to help other people to, to share my knowledge. Um, so that's a very, very important and very important thing. Um, and as I said before, you just, when you love what you do, you just do what you do. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that simple. Yeah. It, obviously in, in Microsoft and, and related on community and everything else, we've seen kind of a lot of, lot of interesting, you know, behaviors and, and approaches. And one thing, there's, there's few kind of an, awesome examples where people have created something internally and in Microsoft and then they come to us and we we'll talk about hey that's really cool can you put it out this is absolutely brilliant this could be you know useful for the community and all of a sudden people are like no no this is my precious well it's like well okay and then we never hear about that anymore so which is actually the interesting piece in all of this contribution discussion is quite often people who you know this is my precious my precious and then within two to three years there's no value on that precious anymore but if they would have shared it, the whole ecosystem would have known who actually contributed and who shared it. And then we could have been able to build something on top of that. Um, but there's unfortunately quite a lot of, you know, we've seen things together with Wildhack on the, on the Microsoft where people are like, this is really cool. I don't want to actually give it away because this is my precious. Um, and then within two to three to five really, years, like, there's no to value. To be honest, it, it is anymore. really in every org, right? I mean, like, it is. we've it seen, is. I've, I've, I've seen the forms of that in different orgs too, where people are like, when you have an idea, like you want to turn it into a business thing where you're like, True. well, True. will that really become a business? Well, yes. maybe, maybe not. But then like, yeah, you, you try to do that. And it always hard to, say up front to what extent you know it's going to be better to give away things for free because like why would you give away things for for free yep so then you try to make it into a business but it's also not quite a business because it isn't your core thing you just built something aside yeah and it because it sounds weird to give it away for free you don't and it, it's kind of this weird thing where it's not really a product it's not your core thing so you don't really spend time on it Sure. But it's also not your core thing, so it doesn't really get the attention and the impact that, that it might have had otherwise, yeah. right? So, yeah, there is no easy – it it isn't easy for mm. many folks because it sounds really counterintuitive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but sharing is caring, um, I must say. 
um, and most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, you can you can um, achieve more as a team than you, exactly. you can do as an individual. Yeah, yeah, and 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 also then that pressures whatever it is doesn't actually get forgotten or not used or anybody never benefit out of that. So um, there's this unfortunate examples. I've, what was it, Walter? Was it with you? There was the see some mocking framework, whatever, which is completely outdated nowadays. Doesn't really matter. Um, but there was a internal. I'm just telling this openly in the in the recording, which I probably shouldn't. You think, um, you think <laughs> the thing that we've built uh, with, that came out of Microsoft uh, R and D in 2010 or 2008, even the malls, packs and malls, or yeah, what I, was it? Was it and there was a, the, somebody had to mock the whole uh, SharePoint CSM API, and you would have been able to do testing and automation and all of that. There wasn't and even then, CSM. I think there was even farms. So I don't know. We're we're talking about this, the, the same thing. Okay. Well, there's the picks and malls thing. Yes, that's true as well. But it might be a different thing. But it, it yeah. was like, you know, stuff like. CSM API, if you could be able to do unit testing on the CSM API worldwide uh, in your code, that's like, oh my God, that would have been useful at certain time, of, not anymore, but it would have been useful at certain time uh, because CSM is pretty much, well, still supported, all good and will be supported, but it's not the API which we're using. But then the team basically decided, oh, this is this seems to be now more valuable than we were thinking, so we'll, we'll keep it to ourselves, which is like, well, but okay, now nobody benefits out of that. So that's yeah. stupid. So it's kind of lost value on, you know, because we, we thought that it might be too powerful for the ecosystem. Well, what does that mean? What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. completely outdated at this point. Uh, picks and moles, that's actually really good. Yes. Yeah, I think that was interesting. So I, yeah, I recall meet, meeting these folks when I was at TechEd in Berlin, and whenever it was, somewhere between 2009, 2010. Oh, okay, even old. Yeah, way yeah. back, way, way, yeah. way, way back when. Yeah, yeah, maybe even 2008. I don't know, like way back when. It was a thing then. So yeah. yes, yes, and now it's 2023, and we never saw anything out of it. So, but it was a good idea. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, like in a way, it's it's the same thing where you start a business, right? And you have an idea about it where you want to ju ju justify sp sp spending your time on the impactful things, and then you ship something, you release it in the open, and you don't see tra traction around it. Yep. And if the horizon you've got isn't far enough out, you sure. will stop, right? Because you will be like, okay, I want to give this thing three months. If it if it doesn't become a viral thing overnight. Stop it because it's irrelevant. Well, I mean, and yeah. we see it time and again with with the projects that 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 we do in PMP, right? Is that the overnight success takes sometimes even years? Yes, yes. And Same by the way, even applies then, for product features. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes even then, you know, you will not get virality out of it because that's not how our space works. Like for some right. things, yes, right. but on the other hand, like in our in our thing, like. The audience isn't really that broad, comparing you know the whole world, yeah. Right. So the viral aspect of it isn't always applicable. While if that is your idea, well, then you will be, you will not get that, and you will stop kind kind of everything with every effort that, that you will start. And I. I Related on this one, I, I love the classic example of, well, we shipped it already two months ago, three months ago, and nobody is using that. Did you tell anybody you shipped it? No, we didn't. It's in a GitHub. <laughs> it's in a GitHub. There's a new version in a GitHub. Why didn't they find it? Well, because there's a lot of stuff in a GitHub, people. <laughs> Communicate. <laughs> well, I guess Waldek is doing a, a great job on that, like uh, on the Dev Proxy, yeah? uh, which is a great yep. project. Thank but you. you are doing a lot of traction on, on Twitter and LinkedIn about the Dev Proxy, so people repeat, get to repeat, know the products. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, even there, even there, it's like, if you ask me, it's nowhere near enough. Right. Yep. So it should have been so much more, but yeah, it's just, you know, physics and realities of life. Plus I love to build stuff. So it's yep. like, Oh my God, like my fingers itch to build something. Like, no, no, no. Like I cannot, I can build 10 more things. So we need to balance it out also with, you know, telling folks about the things that we've already Correct. built. Because if we just Correct. build, 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 and then don't don't tell anybody, it doesn't Correct. make any sense. It's the same, you know, as the pro, pro 
proverbial tree that, that that falls and there is no one around that it really fell yeah yep. right but did so. it look, did it make a sound so you know yeah anyway so yeah that's that is a good point you need to balance that out and then in the best case scenario like with cli adam is helping a lot about communicating and repeating and all of that stuff so you you amplify the storytelling with other people um, and that comes back on sharing is caring and being working as an individual team uh, on joint objectives so really really good communications is crucial for success yeah. of, of anything not just the technology so well, yeah and then maybe another aspect to it is that it's counterintuitive because it's very much unlike tech. Like in tech, you have a feature, you have a request, you build it and it's done and it's shipped. Yes. In comms, in marketing, you cannot say like, I'm gonna share a single tweet and it's done. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell one and then everybody will know, right? Of course. No, they won't. <laughs> right, so it's very much the, like the <laughs> other spectrum where you repeat yourself time and again to the point where you feel like, I feel like, that thing already 10 times is it you know is it enough like does like everybody needs to know now right absolutely not like you got to rinse and repeat so it's this interesting thing like the moment you step out of tech and whether that's marketing people management or different things the mechanics are different and it's so you know in a way rich like you learn you flex new muscle you discover a new part like hey i can do this too and it works differently so yep. it's really, really cool to, uh, to learn it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. And, and I think what, what Feta said, communication is key eh? in all sorts of relationships. Um, you see that also on the, on the, the, the work environment. Yep. People are like, okay, I'm frustrated. Okay, but have you said something about it? Well, no. <laughs> well, how yes. could I know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Communication, communication, communication. Uh, the most three most important things in IT or in any work life. Communication, communication, communication. So But it's it's not always easy because in, in IT you have yeah, it's maybe a stereotype, but you have a lot of introvert people. True. So communication isn't always uh, always easy for True. some people. True. But Definitely. it's important. It is. It is for sure. Now, I think we are a bit running out of time again. Uh, always good discussion. Uh, These are really good. Um, so all the best, Nico, for the for the business. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that it's, that's going to succeed. Uh, what's happening this week? Anything interesting uh, on, on your table? Uh, I'm seeing uh, a couple of people um, who are- For recruitment? For recruitment. Yeah, cool. So, um, and um, this Thursday, I have a, a session in my company about CLI for Microsoft 365, which is always, always cool. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Um, yeah. So a lot of interesting stuff this week. Really good. Uh, Waldek, what's on your table? Ah, interesting things. Um, last week, I spent some time trying to see if I could break uh, apps built with dotnet aspire so it's it's a it's a new framework that we have at microsoft that we released um, um i think few months back that allows you to build cloud ready apps and it's like like this really you know like it's, it makes it really easy to decompose your app into you know building blocks such, such as database queues uh basically the whole infra things uh in in code and it intrigued me like could we simulate errors in there too? So I I spent less last week some, some some time researching that, and it's really cool to see that we got it to work. So it's really really cool, and now it's time to write it up and share with folks like, hey, if you use this new tech to build apps, this is how you can see how robust your app will be and will it fail in production or not, right? Because like eventually, as all things, APIs that you use will fail eventually. It's not a matter of if; it's just a matter of when. And yep. when they do, you don't want to break because like the, what, what is the worst part that you will break? You will lose the data of the customers who use your app. And that's something that you, that is not acceptable, right? So, so you want to be ahead of that. And pro proxy is really a great way to do that, right? Because it allows you to really easily uh, test your app. So I, I spent some, some time around uh, on, on that, uh, trying to understand like how can you use proxy with the different uh Types of apps. How, how can you use it with .NET Aspire, .NET itself, Node, Azure Functions? So you can expect more content around that. 
not to mention just start telling everybody once, you know, and again, what is it that we've built? What is it that we have to offer and how to get to use it? Communication, communication, communication. Yes, very much, very much. Getting to the point where I feel like I sound like a broken record. No, no, no. But <laughs> what about you? I, I, yeah, I can relate on that one. I have actually a lot of communication, communication, communication internally for this week uh, related on the progress and, and reporting and all of that stuff. And we're planning on an MVP summit, which is coming in March, uh, which is really cool for MVPs for those, well, you can join hybrid as well, but there will be people uh, flying over to Redmond as well in the early early weeks of March, um, and we need to lock down the program there. We're looking down the plans for Microsoft 365 conference and European Collaboration Summit. So a lot of lot of coordination and and track uh, adjustments and community calls, obviously. So, which which are actually growing dramatically. So, uh, which is really really cool. We're getting 350 live attendees every single week on Tuesday call, which is mind boggling. Uh, but it's really cool. So, a lot of co-pilot stuff this week again uh, on the on the community call. So, making sure that people are aware of what's possible and what's not possible. So, again, right? Again, like it's all about awareness. Awareness, awareness. Yes. It's yes. Not, not just the initial ship things. No, definitely. No, let, we need to help people understand like first show what's there and then help them understand wrap their head around okay so just because that is there that what it means for you that yep. is what it yep. what, what it allows you to do right because oftentimes it's also the thing that if you are immersed in something and whether that's you know building an app or technology or whatever area you're immersed in it right so that is kind of the reality you've got so you really easily you know connect the dots Yep. But then you say something to someone else who doesn't have the background, who isn't really that immersed in it. Correct. And if you don't connect the dots for them, you kind of assume that they will do be able to do it by themselves. Why, why would they? Right? Yep. Because like imagine like the journey you went through to get to the point where you are, where you can connect the, the, the dots. Now they need to do that too. True. Or you help True. like, okay, so we can do this and this and this, which yep. means that right so that that part is really key for everything that we do no matter if it's shipping new feature or even having new company like why would people come work for you right nico it's the same That's thing right. you need to explain <laughs> it to folks like hey True. come why work with different? us yes because we do this and this which means that you will be able to i don't know yeah. grow flourish you know whatever and, and coming back on, for example, MVP Summit and conferences, all of that, it's all about that storytelling and messaging. But even the community calls, I think something what we say for the community call presenters, it's a really good example that please, please, please start with the context. Don't assume that people know what you're talking about. Don't say as you know, mm -hmm. and as you probably are aware, and we'll skip to the main point. We said, no, 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 no spend one, two, three minutes on providing the context. What is it? How does it actually work? Okay then jump to the to the actual conclusions which just tend to be always we as an it people it's like everybody knows this already no they don't we're in a bubble they have we're in a bubble yes exactly exactly <laughs> the, the problem with being inside a bubble is that you don't realize that you are inside inside a bubble correct correct absolutely <laughs> and that's why communications is key anyway so that's a great conclusion for the exactly. <laughs> but thank you, Nico, for joining on the on the show. Really cool to catch up. Congratulations on the MVP uh, status thank and you. all the best for the company. Uh, I'm sure that it will be succeeding. Great. So, really, really cool. Uh, and thank you for all of the contributions on the community side as well. Thank you for having me. Excellent. And from here, from the internet, we'll jump on the weekly articles with Valdex. So let's recap what has been released. Excellent. So thank you, Nico, one more time on that one. Uh, and then we'll jump to the weekly articles. A lot of stuff is happening this week, right? Uh, Which is it's good. Like... It's really, really <laughs> cool to see the activity and people writing and sharing stuff. It's yes. really yes. Uh, exciting. It is, it is. So uh, let's start with a, the typical monthly things. Uh, what's new in Microsoft Teams? I really, 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 really like this. Uh, like I talked about in the past. So a summary blog post related on what's new in Microsoft Teams with the GIF animations and all of that. Uh, and a lot of, lot of stuff and innovation across the devices and, all, and, and applications and all of that available within Teams. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Um, and then we had a new article related on a new Microsoft Teams bulk installer is now available for Windows, so making it easier to 
contribute to Microsoft Teams across the enterprise uh, installations. Um, because again, it's not that in a normal, uh, well, this is actually, if you don't work in an enterprises, you don't probably understand how it means, how this works. But uh, even in Microsoft, we can install whatever we want in the computers, but in a normal company, <laughs> you don't have those provisions. And therefore the IT controls what is getting installed. And all of this is basically making that easier uh, maybe to control. You, maybe you don't, it depends on your company. Depends on the company, absolutely 100%. Um, also, last week we had the Apple Vision Pro uh, uh, announcement, um, and Microsoft Teams is available in February 2nd, which is uh, last Thursday, which is actually really, really cool. So you can actually use the Microsoft Teams directly within the Apple Vision Pro. Uh, but don't drive or walk with the device because that's not smart. So yeah. I think we've seen quite a few of those videos <laughs> within the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the video where the person is, is sitting in a Tesla uh, to the whatever the come on the the new truck Tesla truck yeah <laughs> and then uh, Tesla is driving and he's doing something in front of him. it's just like no no how how on earth did he even get the idea that that's okay to do <laughs> well the Tesla is pretty good on self driving but again you are still yes but no. Yes, exactly. exactly. Always you're in there. a car driving, I don't know, 50 miles an hour. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't. Yes. Just don't. Yeah. Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> we also had a new plug related on Decorate Your Background in Microsoft Teams Premium, now available. I think we had this one previewed in, in previously, uh, which is basically generative background effects in Teams are able to hide and clean up what's happening behind of you. Um, it's actually a pretty cool feature. Uh, so you're gonna, you, and it's actually making that really, really cool. Uh, you can, it's hard to understand what's actually real and what's not. So it's getting better and better on these things. This isn't actually real. The dog isn't real, or is it? <laughs> it's Monday. Boring. Anyway, so. Declutter, clean up. Nice. <laughs> oh, now you just switched right when we were about to see the. <sighs> fine, fine. <laughs> Let's. Generate backgrounds and woof, Boom. and it's clean. What's changed? It's clean. There's there's no stuff. There's no clutter. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Anyway, uh, we also had a top 10 reasons to attend Microsoft 365 conference. The community conference uh, is happening in end of April, 13th of April and 1st and 2nd of May uh, with a pre-day workshops and post-day workshops. A lot of, lot of cool stuff uh, and a lot of interesting announcements what's actually happening uh, from an AI and functional and perspective. So awesome, awesome stuff from uh, Anna. We also had the monthly summary on SharePoint roadmap. Uh, so what's happening in here uh, together with an interest zone, uh, uh, record interest zone podcast uh, episode. And like previously, the, the SharePoint one is the one where we actually reference all of the different features across the Microsoft 365. Uh, so not just about SharePoint, but also all of the cool things in Viva, all of the cool things in admin side and Microsoft 365 all up, but a lot of other stuff uh, as previously every single month, cool stuff. Uh, we also, uh, actually, this is a double uh, blog post entry. Uh, so there's the one in the kind of one, uh, double, kind of double. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a different perspective. The teams are in Apple Vision Pro, but this is for Microsoft 365 apps being in Apple Vision Pro, meaning the Word and PowerPoint and all of that. So we're able to create your presentation in virtual world. Huh. That's actually pretty cool. If that makes nice. sense that you are editing and doing that. Anyway, um, then we had. <laughs> if that's the, your preferred way to interact. Yeah, exactly, with exactly, apps, exactly. It's cool yes. that we enable, enable you to do it too, right? Absolutely, 100%. Now, uh, we also had a announcement related on the Viva Connection, uh, Viva Connection desktop. The new desktop is now available worldwide, uh, which enables you to have more controls uh, on the layouts and there's new features and capabilities within the Viva Connection uh, desktop. Uh, the mobile is following a bit behind. Uh, it's already getting branded, but it's missing the hero section uh, from a hero news section, section. But a lot of, lot of cool features and opportunities here for partner and extensive as well. And there's a nice 20 minute video with Nancy and Leslie uh, who are showcasing and explaining uh, the, with real world demos how does that actually work and what you're able to do and adjust. So really, really cool. 
Uh, on the developer side, make your office add-in successful by harnessing free Microsoft partner programs. So good, good uh, call out from Steve Yin uh, around the different partner programs which we have available for Microsoft uh, startups, Microsoft 365 app compliancy, and also Microsoft 365 developer program. Now, technically not specific for office add-ins. It's for all of the different things what we have in Microsoft 365, so, which is great. We also had a general availability announcement finally for viewer connection extensibility with bots. Uh, so what it means is that your Microsoft Teams bot can now power Viva connection uh, cards and experiences as well. So if you are a partner who already invested uh, in the Microsoft Teams bot framework and building your things, you can now expose that to be powering also Viva, which is really, really cool. And videos and documentation are obviously available there as well. Uh, this one came out on last Friday, uh, not an optimal time and day to release blog posts, but again, uh, really important blog post. Uh, general availability of Microsoft Craft APIs for Microsoft Teams meeting recordings, uh, which is really, really cool. So you're able to actually export meeting recordings and do magic with them if you want to. So uh, really, really cool capabilities. And, and of course, uh, transcript APIs and all of those are available. Uh, it's good to be aware though that these are paid API, so there's a, a cost associated with using. But these are only for transcript, not for the whole meeting, right? Because they're, the recording itself, can you get that for free? I think you so, can. So the recording itself is free, but then the transcript is not, I think, yes. right the way I read it. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, that's my understanding as well. And that kind of makes sense because transcript is basically extracted from the video using AI and automation. Yeah. So it is actually quite heavy process. Uh, so therefore providing that for free would, yeah, that would devalue the Azure video to text features and all of that. So yeah. I, I guess that's the idea. Um, and then uh, on the Power, Power Platform side, it was a pretty quiet uh, week, uh, but January 2024 update for Power Automate for desktop uh, is, is uh, shared uh, on that site by Yanis uh, and walks through all of the different capabilities uh, which are added in Power, Power Automate for desktop. It's, that's actually pretty cool uh, automation as well. So automation software. Now on the community side, uh, Yannick Rickmans had a really good blog post related on get a never expiring Microsoft 365 developer program demand with Visual Studio subscription. This is, is definitely based on uh, the guidance which we got from Kelly, uh, Kelly McCombs. Uh, Kelly is uh, the, one of the BMs owning the developer program. And uh, there has been some adjustments on the rules. Uh, and if you have a Visual Studio subscription, uh, you will get a never ending uh, tenant, which is good because well, that's never fun. ending it's it will end when your subscription well, ends end. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes never ending story you know um you know the close oh, your eyes there we go excellent <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me so much of the i don't know if you recall the scene from uh what's called uh series on netflix which one? <laughs> the Which kids, one? you know, with the upside down. I'm not following. I have oh, no idea. Oh, come no. on. Now I want to know. <laughs> now, oh. we can you add some notes for us for the recording? We'll need to add a video link to the never ending story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Song. Str Stranger Things. Oh, Stranger Things. Yes, of course. Of course. Absolutely. 100%. Cool. Uh, in here, uh, we are in Sud Harson uh, K uh, on how to restrict uh, pages list libraries for internal and external users using SPFX extension. That's actually really, really cool with the video as well. So creating an application customizer, which will then uh, hide things based on the business requirements. That's actually not a bad use case. Uh, now, this is most likely doing that by hiding in the UX, you are able to Which isn't a security HTML. measure it's a security. By any, exactly, by anyway, exactly. Yeah. That's precisely what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Good, but really, really cool. Thank you, Sud Harson, on that one. Uh, on uh, here, uh, Martin Linklitz had an applying inactive retention labels. Uh, so how the, he's been really focusing on the retention labels and, and all of that stuff, which is great and important piece of making sure things are getting cleaned up and the retention labels uh, are the ones which you are able to automate things. And there's some CLI. Uh, Automation available for that one. Correct. Well. Really, really cool. Well, which is also great, right? Because like you have a feature 
and it comes with an API. So you can either apply it one off through the UI or you can build a script yes. and, and automate it at scale. Correct. Absolutely, 100%. I still love the fact that <laughs> the cleaning up on the, that always reminds me on, on one of the, those Ignite, where during the Ignite between Wednesday and Thursday, on like Thursday morning, there was a continuing Ignite. The, the, in one of the demo tenants, the demo tenants started deleting stuff uh, because it had the <laughs> previous <laughs> version of the all of this compliance stuff, <laughs> and everybody's like, "What's happening?" Because Stop demos were getting killed. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> deleting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, until somebody realized that, oh yes, we were using that tenant for testing that cleaning thing. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you. <laughs> Cool, cool. Uh, Shao Ferreira, uh, I'm really getting good at this, you know, yeah, the yeah, Portuguese yeah. pronunciation. So Took you a little, but hey, it sounds it sounds, sounds good. Yes. Uh, had a plug post on how to stay top of your team's channel with discovery feed. Uh, actually, really, really uh, focusing on the discovery feed and how does that work and, and what's actually happening within the teams across the channels. At least in my case, I have a channel explosion, at least in my my teams. I don't think it, it tells how many teams you are a part of, but uh, in my case, I guess it's hundreds. Uh, it's it's hard to stay up to date on what's relevant. Yeah. Uh, and discovery feed actually helps on with that one. So you can actually go through and what's actually happening across the different channels, which is great. Uh, Valeras uh, Narbudas had a blog post related on tip of the day and change quick link navigation orientation using PMP PowerShell and M365 CLI. So basically, huh. how can we again automate new version of content? Okay. Okay. Here we go. That was interesting. Hmm. Uh, but we can basically automate uh, the the uh, the settings within the API level using uh, CLI or PowerShell. Um, and of course, you can do this in a mass because you have the PowerShell commandlets and APIs available, which is good. See, APIs are good. APIs are yes. your friends. Yes. Uh, Marcus Miller had a blog post around action-based teams and Microsoft 365 messaging extension. Uh, so basically how to write one of those and, and implementing one of those using Visual Studio uh, 2022. So that's actually really cool. Walking through the different uh, different uh, player solution structures, what does it actually mean and how to get make things happen and even fluent AI. So that's really, really cool. Thank you, Marcus, on that one. Uh, Kasper Larsen had a blog post related on teams per project or channel per project, your options. Um, mm. So that's actually a really good question. Good. That is a good question. And the answer when is, of course, uh, it depends. Drum yes, roll. yes, exactly. <laughs> now there's advantages and disadvantages in both options, because again, then the, the T projects files would be, uh, okay, anyway. So that's actually really good. There is no right or wrong answer. There's multiple options, it depends. Uh, here we had a uh, from Priority Walker, Walker, I guess. Uh, Microsoft 365 governance implementation, exporting external users from SharePoint site using .NET Core and Microsoft Graph APIs. Um, and so Graph APIs available using .NET Core implementation to actually get that information, external users out from the sites uh, for reporting and whatever purpose. So. Uh, iterating through sites and lists. That's actually really, really good. Going through a scan on who are the, what, what's the, the uh, exported, what are the export external people who have been invited. Here uh, we had a blog post from Alex, uh, Alexander Henkel on Chrome extension, SharePoint DevTools. Uh, so just calling out the SharePoint DevTools and what can be done um, and how powerful that is uh, for accessing information within a SharePoint online. So if you have, the, if you, if you're building for SharePoint uh, or for teams, but SharePoint is behind of the scenes and you need to understand the structures behind of the things, SharePoint DevTools is a really, really great solution to use directly within a browser. You get much more additional insights on what's behind of the scenes. Cool. Uh, and then the last one, but not the least, Mahmoud Hassan from Avenade uh, had a, a post really a video uh, around Microsoft Copilot for sales with new enhanced Teams app. So that's actually really good. Uh, we did release the Microsoft Copilot for sales. We didn't have a blog post, by the way, on that one uh, on last it, week. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so many <laughs> location. 
so many locations. Well, if only there was you. one right now. Yeah. If only there would be one location, you know, maybe there's a text box where you can go and say something like search queries and then you would, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking. Yes. Uh, four videos, uh, all the tech membership, hide for your channels, uh, episode 320 in the, the message center show uh, with Daryl and Daniel. So that's available as two hours ago. So really, really fresh. We also had a new video from Paolo related on Microsoft uh, Copilot for Microsoft 365 in Microsoft Outlook. So how does it actually work? What does it do? What are the interesting functionalities? Um, it's a really cool video as well. Uh, uh, Shane had a new video around five fancy functions uh, on the Power Apps. So things to be aware of which are available, which will improve your productivity as a developer. Let me actually know. That pause scene is not good. Here we go. Uh, and then uh, April had a new video as well, Master of Time with modern weekly timesheet Power Apps templates. So really, really cool Power App templates, uh, which is available for you uh, as a starting point as well. Really, really cool. That's it for now, uh, for all of the stuff, what we had in the pipeline. Correct. Thank you, thank you, Nico, for the great chat. See? Doc already started sleeping. Wasn't a yes. good show. So Your voice born. is so, you have such a sweet <laughs> voice. People just fall asleep. <laughs> yes. It's just the All natural the value of harmony, rhythm, yes. you know. Yes. yes. <laughs> Provide, providing value any way I can. So. Yes. <laughs> Good, good. Uh, we already went through what's happening this week. I guess that's it for this one. So thank you, Nico, for joining. Uh, we'll be back within BMP Weekly within a week. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I think we have quite a few weeks already scheduled that one. So we have a lot of people queued up for a interviews. Correct. We have some more exciting guests and we're looking forward, forward, forward to seeing what everybody will write and share and record and share with the others so that we can share it too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. BMP hashtag in Twitter or in LinkedIn uh, is the great way for us to understand uh, what I'm writing. BMP Weekly. Hashtag, yes. hashtag BMP Weekly. Yes. BMP. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Awesome. Have a great rest of the week. Uh, and uh, we'll be back within a week. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya, folks.